What's up, what's up, what's up? You're listening to another episode of our Journey of Love podcast. It's your girl, Ashley, and I'm here with the husband. What up, babe? What up, though? Listen, love's a trip. We went from being best friends to being husband and wife, and let me tell you, <laughs> it's been a journey. Tune in as we discuss our fun, inspiring, and at times challenging conversations. Whether you're single, dating, engaged, or married, this podcast is for you. It's definitely for you. So let's take a ride on this journey. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ashley, and we are here for another episode of our Journey of Love podcast. As always, I'm here with this guy over here. What up? The husband. What up? Hey, boo. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. You look cute. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, I usually say what up, though, but I was just recently told I need to stop saying what up, though. Who told you that? I'd rather not put their name out there, but, you know, I was was recently told I shouldn't say what up, though. Why? Because of the demographic of where it came from. and Where did it come from? I'll tell you off air. Okay. I'm so yeah. confused. I'm so yeah. Confused. So I'm going to just say what up. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. What up? <laughs> so how are you today? I'm good. Hmm. You know. Are you going to ask me how I am? How are you today? <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. I am, I'm okay. I'm you okay? good. Yeah, it's a good day. Nice weather. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was busy. You was busy. Yeah, okay. but it was still a good day. Good. Mm-hmm. Thought you had a busy, productive, good day. Productive. I like that word. Productive yeah. productivity. That's that's a good one. That's what I. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's productive. Hey, you know, stay busy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we about to get into a serious topic. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So, <sighs> you ready? Yeah. You heard that deep breath I had to take? Yeah, I heard it. Okay. I think. You think everybody heard yeah, it? I think everybody heard it. <laughs> everybody heard it. Everybody heard it? Yeah. All right, y'all. So, we going to be on a serious tip tonight. Um, feel more. Are we usually serious though? We're, I mean, yeah, we're we're serious, but this is like for real, like legit serious mm. conversation. Okay. So you want them to take us serious? Absolutely. Okay, I was just asking. Absolutely. Um, but no. So Fillmore and I are going to share a very traumatic part of our life for sure that's the word you use that is it's very it was oh. very traumatizing um so we are going to share our pregnancy loss story and um should i share the story and then you chime in or how you want to do this want me to share yeah share okay See if I can get through this without tears. Okay. I have tissue though, just in case. You do. I'm glad I, you do. Yeah, I was prepared. Good. I was prepared. So, back in 2020, that terrible, terrible year, um, 
feel more. Why I keep saying that? Why is it your name like that? So Phil and I, <laughs> um, October 2020, we found out that we were expecting baby number two. And <sighs> how did you feel? I want, I want to know. How did you feel when you? When I found out? Yeah. <laughs> um, ecstatic. You was ecstatic? Yeah. Okay, so I was not. Um, and I was not because of the circumstances. Pause. Yes. Is it wrong that I don't remember how I found out? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't remember. I came out the bathroom and told you why you was holding our son. Okay. Yeah. So, um... So you was excited. So long the the beginning of it was clearly I took a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Right. Um, and you and little man, y'all was sitting on the bed, um, outside of the master bath. And I just remember coming out, I looked at you and was like, It's positive. And Oh yeah, I remember because I had to go get it. Yeah, you had to get the test before you yeah. got off. I yeah. mean, when you got off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember now. And I was like, she ain't pretty. <laughs> I, yeah. So for me, when I found out, I, initially I wasn't ecstatic because um, I had a job loss a couple of months prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you had reduction of work hours at your job. Mm-hmm. Um, we already had a baby who was at that time. Um Going ten on, months. Yeah. Uh-huh. Going on eleven. Mm-hmm. It was ten months. And I was in school full time. Correct. And I was trying to figure out how all this was gonna work. You know, with the a new baby, my schedule, um, we've already are lacking uh one income. Mm-hmm. Um it was just a lot of a lot of dynamics that went into that. Um, so that was the cause of my of me not being ecstatic, mm-hmm. right? Um, so fast forward. Hold on, let's not fast forward. Let's okay. keep it right there for a second. Okay, let's go. Because you you was not, you know, uh, um, excited, ecstatic, Mm-mm. but I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all of that piled up you know with the school and you know you, I was the only one working with reduction hours and then not alone we had COVID and then with a 10 monthly roll we didn't have COVID but it was a pandemic yeah. right. <laughs> right. Um, none of that mattered to you? no because all I can think about it was oh we got another life it's gonna we're gonna make it happen Regardless. Yeah. It was different for me because I was the one that had to carry the child. Well, yeah. And it was diff- it was <clears throat> nerve-wracking because, you know, the first pregnancy wasn't uh glamorous. Right. You know, it was a, it was it was good no- goodness. That's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. Um so yeah, all of that combined is what led to it. So it really had nothing to do with our baby 
it literally had everything to do with the circumstances mm-hmm. around it mm-hmm. that I was just like, I just cannot. I mean, I would I would agree with you on the fact that I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. and I think we both had talked about that we wasn't going try another one so soon right you know we was gonna wait a couple of years mm-hmm. and then revisit the conversation then but you know i wasn't expecting another one so soon it was like mm. yeah you know that might have been stunned for maybe you know a couple of hours but after that it was just like okay cool it was just like instantly my mind went from oh i'm gonna have two and I jumped in my car and left the house. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember? Like seriously, because I, I before well before I left, I called my mom because she was like, "Go and call your mama now, and tell her we need it." You know. Mm-hmm. So I remember calling her, and I was just like, "I just I need you to move down here." Um, yeah, that's this, how you. That's, that is how you started the conversation. This, this, this she was like, "Why? What's going on?" I'm like, "I, this, uh, I, I need some help." <laughs> Um, and I, and I remember just telling her on the phone and then you, I said, I, I, I need a minute. And I remember leaving the house. I left the house and I just rode around the city. Cause I was just like, I, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, and you know, but in my, in that moment, um, again, it was a circumstance surrounding. It was never, mm-hmm. um, anything other than that um but you know weeks after we found out um i went ahead and went to you know the first ob appointment Mm -hmm. um that was different this time around again because of the pandemic right we had to wait what almost two weeks before you went it was a little yeah just about like 10 days or something like that but it was different this time because you couldn't be there. Right. You know, you was there at just about every appointment for the first one. You know, it was one or two that you weren't there. I missed two. Oh, oh you know the exact number. Yes, I missed two. <laughs> okay. Well, he missed two appointments. Yeah, he missed two. <laughs> I missed two appointments. Yeah. So um, that part was different. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, you know, you kind of know the process. Not kind of. You know the process because you was there the whole first one. And I clearly knew the process. Um, so I went in, not a, you know, the doctor came in and um, performed uh, her exam. And she said, uh, she she looked at me and I remember her asking, you know, how would you, how would you feel um, if this wasn't a viable pregnancy? Because after her exam, she told me, she was like, I don't, I don't think this is a viable pregnancy. And then she posed the question to me. Um, and I told her, I was like, well, you know, I don't, I think I'll be all right. I don't, you know, I don't really think I'll trip. Um, because in my mind, I still wasn't thinking anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was just like, eh, you know, okay. So she was like, you know, let's do the ultrasound, let's do the lab work. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you know, we'll do the test, but I'm still not thinking that something is wrong or could go wrong or mm-hmm. anything like that. So um, did the ultrasound, and I remember um, seeing our baby and seeing the heartbeat, and it was in that moment where I was like, 
okay, everything's going to be great. Like, my baby had a heartbeat. We're good. Um, all the worries I had about finances and all the other stuff was just out the window. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Looked over to the um, the tech technician and her face told a different story, right? Mm-hmm. So she told me, go ahead and get dressed. And she said, all right, well, let's just go see the doctor. And I'm like, well, she wants me to get blood work too. Because the lab was like right by right. the ultrasound. And she looked at me. She's like, no, we just going to go see the doctor. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. All right. Um, so go back into the exam room and the doctor comes in and she was like, all right, well, you have an atopic pregnancy and you need surgery this week. Bomb drop. (laughs) And I just remember calling you and I honestly don't even remember what you said or if you said anything, because I just remember holding the phone with you on it and just being in pure shot like tone deaf yeah i was just like i don't what what is going on like mm-hmm. what is happening in this moment and the doctor stood there in the room i know you was on the phone and i honestly did, did you say anything like i really don't remember because i was just in such i was gone mentally i was just like i don't huh you know so what did you do you remember um i remember you exp- you know explaining to me and telling me what was going on yeah and uh so pretty much by the end of the conversation i knew you know what it was yeah and you had to get surgery yeah um so at that moment i was kind of like okay so when's this surgery because now, you know, who's going to watch that, our son? You know, what type of surgery is it? Is it something you got to be? Yeah. Um, and for, a, you know, a couple of days or a week, because I, I, I didn't know. And then it was like, okay, what I'm going to have to do about work? So I was the only one working. So, I was, so all that went through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I was able to think about the loss of the child until you got home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do remember us calling my mom again. While we, I do, I remember putting her in on three way, and I what I just again, I know she was asking questions to the doctor, but I, and you know how you hear something and mm-hmm. you hear people talking, but you don't hear them. Like I heard voice coming from the phone clearly mm-hmm. but i was still just sitting there like wait what huh what what you know right um and so it was rough it was rough for me mm-hmm. i know for sure um so fast forwarding to um later on that same week the by this time my mom had got in town, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, hold on, time out. Yeah, you had to go to the doctor again, right? Yeah, to just do pre op stuff. So, 
Because you went to the doctor like on a Monday or Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the week. Right. And so you had to go again. Mm-hmm. Was it that Thursday? It was the day before, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you went that Thursday, like earlier that day. And that's when they was like, you need like to be in there tomorrow. They had already scheduled that before I got to the doctor's okay, office. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, the morning, it was like really, really early. Uh, my mom had just got in town. And I was talking to my mom for a little bit. While I was talking to her, I felt strange. I There wasn't any pain or anything. I just felt really weird. And um, I remember telling my mom goodnight. And then... I went into the bedroom. And I was just like, I don't know. I just don't feel weird. I feel weird. Like I just don't. Something just just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember. I remember that. Yeah, we called. Um, doctor on call, and I was like, let's just go to the ER. Um, so to to expedite the story, when we do get to the ER, um, again, COVID protocols. Um, are in place and so you know I explained to them that I'm already scheduled for surgery later on that day but you know by that time I was in pain and all that type of stuff so um, I remember them helping me out the car and I remember you leaving to go park the car I remember being uh, at the registration desk and I, I turned around and I saw you being turned away and then I remember you calling me and saying, um, yeah, they won't let me in. Right. And so that was just an added layer of anxiety and stressful, already stressful situation. Um, so, um, again, long story short, while I was in there in the ER, they uh, told me that my tube had actually ruptured. Right. Um, I had some internal bleeding going on, and obviously they had to move up my surgery time, right? Because um, it was now an urgent situation. Um, and so, you know, had the surgery, went home. All of that was uh, same day procedure. Went home later on that evening, and for me, I was just like, okay. Ooh, that was a lot. Um, but I'm okay now. You know, I'm okay now. Everything's going to be fine. We're just going to go back to normal. I, I didn't really expect to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and for two weeks, I didn't. I was just kind of going through with the business of life. And just in my own world, like, all right, listen, I still got stuff to do. I still have, you know, a family to raise. I still have... Yada, yada, yada. My whole to-do list of things and items. Um, And I just remember one day it hit me because I remember telling you, I was like, I need to go somewhere and scream because I am like here and I'm about to lose it. You remember that conversation? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So I just remember us going to the park and us talking. Me mostly crying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just kind of getting all those feelings out that I really wasn't expecting to feel. And, um, you know, you shared your feelings and, um, 
So I was like, okay, great. He shared his feelings. I shared my feelings. All right, so we're good now. We're good. Like this is this is it. We talked about it. We've processed it. All right, so now we're good. So my grieving process is over. It's done with. And yet again, that was a lie. You right. know? Right. So um after that it was just trying to sit with my grief and trying to navigate and trying to figure stuff out and um it was rough Mm -hmm. it was really rough um but how was that for you like after coming home from the hospital like how was that for you um initially i was tired i was i was exhausted because i don't know if you remember i um did a, a podcast session that day yeah that night so i was coming home from that yeah late and then it was kind of like trying to go into bed and it was like you know i think we talked with your mom for a minute mm-hmm. just then the other and it went from i guess we lay we might have laid down i think we laid down you lay down yeah and then it was like uh-uh, i need to go to the hospital mm-hmm. so and i was up ever since Mm-hmm. So that was the first day was exhausting, mm-hmm. like overly exhausting because I had no no sleep. And at the same time, um, I know you was in surgery, and I didn't have, you know, I didn't see who none of the doctors you saw or nothing like that. They told you know they gave me a wristband, right? And I saw you for that little moment, and then it was just. Okay, here we'll call you. Yeah, and that was it. Mm. After that, so my main concern was just to make sure you was gonna be all right. Yeah, because I didn't know, you know, how this is gonna go. Could have went different ways. I was googling stuff on my phone while I was in the lobby. Um, you know, saying all different things, but I I kept it positive. Right, that you was gonna be all right, and then they uh, want your doctor came out who did mm-hmm. the, who did the surgery and told me you had you was fine and showed me the X rays and things of that sort. So I was relieved. I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. She's in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the first two weeks to a month, it was just make sure you was all right. Yeah. And that was just my main concern, really. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you was fine by, what, Thanksgiving? You was okay? Physically, yes. Yeah, yeah, physically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah physically, I was, yeah. But, yeah, it was. But um, me personally, I didn't have a, a sit-down moment to just... Just to you know, let it let it all out, or just to you know decompress, you know, because I had to work. Right. It wasn't like I was on vacation and like it was, you know, back to back to the grind, back to going back to work, then coming home and being dad, and then I had night shift still, so still had a ten month year old. It was. So I didn't have I didn't have time and it was like I kinda 
put in this box and I was like, I'm going to get to it. You put your grief in a box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll get to it. You know, no, I didn't forget. It wasn't like, um, just I just didn't have a moment to stop and, as Sit they say, it. right. Yeah. As they say, smell the roses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I think, I do remember, um, maybe a month after. Yeah. Maybe a month after after it, and um, I do remember just driving in the car and just thinking about the situation mm-hmm. and how I remember how ecstatic, that's the word I use, ecstatic, that I was about it, and... I felt sad because all the things that I wanted to do with my second child went out the window. So how did that make you feel? I mean, I know sad, but like, were you angry at all? Like, were you just... No, I wasn't angry. It was just, I felt like it was... A lost opportunity. Okay. I felt like it was a lost opportunity. Because instantly I thought about all the things that me and my sister together was able to do mm-hmm. together. You know, just having a another sibling and I wanted him to experience that. Yeah. How to be. I was like, okay, cool. My son's going to be a big brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big brother. So I was like, cool, I'm going to be able to show my son and teach him things on how to be a big brother. Yeah. Like now instantly just he goes into a different mode. Me, yeah, you know, from my perspective, me molding him has, has changed. Like, okay, he has to all of a sudden – change as well and I'm just like I'm up to the task yeah of doing that of you know helping out and being an example and you know sharing yeah things of that sort and I was I was looking forward to that and I just knew all of that went away yeah and I was you know didn't know that was going to ever happen again yeah yeah so i would say um clearly clearly we grieved differently right right um and the one thing that i want the listeners to take away um is that you have to allow your spouse grace to grieve how they how they see fit. Right. Right. I think that was very important. I know there was at one point, um, very early on in this this healing journey, um, where I just was kind of thinking, like, you know, I don't even think it bothered him. And that's because you were just 
I, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see um, the hurt. I didn't see the 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 brokenheartedness when it came to um, future plans that you had already made, you know, for the second baby. And um, it was it was some brief moments where I was just like, dang, it ain't even mean nothing to him. Like, I'm over here just a hot mess crying every two seconds. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I could be washing my hands. The next thing I know, I'm on the floor crying. Like, and he... He just going about the business of life. He outside. He building stuff. And I'm just like, what is going on? Um, I mean, because the reality is grief affects your relationship and affects your marriage. Right. You know? And I think that's a topic that is not spoken on often. And if not addressed, um, that grief can tear you apart instead of bringing you together um would you agree with that i agree yeah i do want to um want to add that you know do if you remember during that process um you you said i was outside building stuff and um that what I built for the people who listen, like, dang, what did you build? <laughs> I, all I did was just um, kind of have like a um, fire pit situation going on. Yeah. Really. And that and that was my initial first time of just letting, you know, just yeah. letting it out. Yeah. Because you remember I sat out there by myself. You did. After you built it, you started fire and you just sat there. I remember that night because I was looking out the window. I'm like, what is, why is he out there? Like, he done yeah. built it and now he's out there. You, your mom was here. Your mom was still here. Yeah, she was still here. So I wasn't alone in the house. But I was just like, what is, I was like, dang, I don't even want to come sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was, I mean, later on you, you shared that that was how you were were dealing with it you know because i mean i didn't come out there it wasn't like i was on the window like what are you doing i was just kind of mm-hmm. looking like well, what you know so i mean i let you be um I, I didn't come get you until i think the food was ready um but you know that was your way uh, of coping and dealing with that um because you because you know was was really funny on how I just you know god does things and on i know that early, you know a couple months prior to that i said i wanted you know to get one but i didn't really just have a a timetable when i was gonna get i was just like you know i want one mm-hmm. and i think it was just the just so happy to be the right time it was just you know i was at home depot and Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it was and it was a reasonable price and I was like let me just get this yeah let me get this let me get all the other stuff to to make it you know decent yeah. and I put it together that day yeah <laughs> that same day it was you know it wasn't it was just like let's do this today you know not not foreseeing that I just needed just to have somewhere just to grieve, yeah. you know, because, you know, you come back in the house, it's, 
feed a baby, crying baby, or yeah. change crying baby. wife at that time. Yeah, Everybody baby, in the house was right. crying. You need to <laughs> <laughs> up the stairs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it was just nothing but what fall weather. Yeah. And, you know, sitting outside and then the fire go. Yeah. So since you have been through this, have have other I get because you like I say men grieve differently, so do did you look for like some type of support group or did you talk to like friends or what what was that like for you? Now that was probably one of the hardest parts okay. to deal with because I started talking to you about it. I didn't didn't have nobody to talk to. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like that's something I just wanted to just celebrate to the world or just tell everybody. Right. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, we, you know. Yeah. Um. So, it was just kind of like a exploding bottle that needed to, to take the top off. Yeah. And I just, and I held on it for a long time, like a long, mm-hmm. long, long time. And um, when I finally did, um, a mutual friend of ours, um, we were just, you know, talking about uh, stuff in the neighborhood, schooling and all that. And, you know where we from, and and we end up getting on the topic and of his experience. Yeah. And then I f- felt like that was a moment to share mine. Right. And then at that moment, it was just okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I know that I wasn't. There was other guys who been in situation, but you don't hear about it. You know, there's yeah. no. That's not a topic men talk about right. on a regular or just openly anyway. Right. You know, that's that is not looked upon as right. something that men do. So when we was able to connect and talk about it, it was just like uh we both said, Yo, I w- <laughs> I needed that. Like I ain't never I haven't had nobody to talk to. We that was crazy. We both said that to each other. Like I haven't being able to talk to nobody about it because, I mean, you might want to talk to it with your, you know, to your spouse, but we know what it's going to do to you ultimately anyway. So it's going to be, you know, kind of who can I, what's another outlet? Right. And so it, it, it was, it was really much needed. Um, I think once we, Put it out there publicly for everyone to know. The subtle public, <laughs> the subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't, didn't know, this is real public now. <laughs> right, right, right. But the we put it out there subtly. Right. You know, uh, and people who've caught on have yeah. reached out to me and, um, you know, said some things and of sort. Mm-hmm. Um, not nothing that uh, that offended me. I don't think. Uh, nothing had offended me or anything of that sort. It was just, you know, they, yeah. you know, said their condolences or 
things of that sort. So, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, when that happened and I was, you know, I was okay. Yeah. You know, I, I still think about it. I think about it, you know, all the time. You know, father, you know, the holidays came around, Father's Day, Mother's Day, and then around the projected month, yeah. um, June, the um, end of June, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we were supposed to have it, um, thought about it then and just, you know, it just, you know, several moments of, you know, could have been, you know, we went to the beach, you know, their little feet could have been just dangling in the sand a little yeah. bit and, yeah, you know, watching Big Brother just go, you know, trying to play with it or yeah. things of that sort. So, it was just, you know, moments that I wish that was fulfilled, but it's not. Yeah. So I think um, I'm glad you had had an outlet. I think a lot of of men and don't really have that. No. You know, um, it, it's it's still the whole topic of pregnancy loss and infancy loss is is still taboo in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's especially taboo in when it comes to men. Um, I do want to ask, how did you? feel knowing that you couldn't fix this because I know men are just generally you know fixers they want to fix it when their woman or in this case wife is not doing well you know so how did it feel to be in that situation where it's like man my wife is hurting and I can't do anything to make it better all I can do is be here for her how did that feel um it made me feel like I I wasn't um, do my job in a sense, mm. and you know we, I would say it, it it almost felt too familiar because we had already gone through, you know, with your first pregnancy, yeah, and what you had to go through with the with the C section and all this, it it felt like all over again, but kind of compact miniature size. Right. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't do anything. I couldn't go get a, a, a soda. To make it better. <laughs> right. You know, because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, when you was pregnant, it was like, whatever you needed, it was just like, I need this. Yeah. I need that. I need this. You go do this. It was just like, okay, I'll get it. Yeah. All right. Um. But, yeah, it was just, um, uh, I felt like I couldn't put my cape on and just change the day. Yeah, swoop mm-hmm. in. It it was almost like I, I've at times it almost felt like I just just need to stand out, stay out the way, and just let you, you know, go through your process, your channels, and then just yeah, be like just holler at me when you uh, you done. Yeah. Did you ever feel disconnected through the process? Like that we were disconnected at any point? No. No. Um I don't think I don't think um you know, as as many of times I've heard you repeat the story yeah. of what's going on 
every different every time you tell me you tell a, a different tidbit that I didn't Did know about. Know? Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of it, even though I don't feel like I was disconnected, but I felt like it was like I didn't see none of it. <laughs> none yeah. of what what you that you I guess because I mean I had to work. So I wasn't here doing you know those particular events. So or um even if you were here I made sure to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. So um for me it was I know this man is tired of seeing me cry. Mm-hmm. And also for me, you know, just me as a person, I'm not a crier. Mm-hmm. Like I'm generally not like um I'm definitely someone who's just like, all right, let's just deal with whatever and get through this. Right. Right. So for me to be in a state where I'm just so emotional like all of the time and it was hard for me um to really sit with it and sit with my grief um there were times where I felt like girl you should be over this by now Mm -hmm. you know but the reality is that was our baby right the reality is um um that's I would never be able to see our baby Earthside, you know. Right. I'll see them one day in heaven, but in the meantime, in between time, I still have to work through this process. Right. And so I did keep a lot of it quiet until I just got to a point where I'm like, like sharing your my emotions is what's gonna help me navigate this. Right. You know, being able to be like, babe, you know what, I'm just not doing it today. I'm not, today is not a good day and I need a minute and to be okay with that. And so for me, one of my biggest takeaways was just learning how to sit with it and everything that came with it, you right, know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was rough. It was definitely rough. Um, I wouldn't wish that pain on my enemy. Like, it, it was rough. It was rough. And it's something that I never expected to happen. And so everything just, you know, really, really caught me off guard with that. But um, I think you were always there when I needed you. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I said I needed you, you was right there. Um to wipe my tears or just give me a hug, whatever the case may be. I think, um, I know for me, one of the things just learning on this journey is that, you know, there are going to be moments where you're, you're triggered. Right. You know, um, November will forever be one of those months. Christmas will ever be one of those months. You know, Christmas is now, Bittersweet. You know, I love Christmas. Right. You know, so um, to me, it's bittersweet now because that was when we were planning on making our announcement. You know, we were thinking of ideas and we had, um, you know, a shirt for baby boy. And so um, 
yeah just now in the mode of just knowing that those times are going to be sensitive for me and learning how to navigate those triggers and you know giving myself grace and giving myself space so you know if there's a a family event or something i'm just like give me a second with that one you know um because now I'm really a, I'm at a point where there's never a vacation that we can take or family vacation or anything where I'm not thinking about them. You know, just like you mentioned the beach, you know, it was, wow, like I was so excited to see you and little man together. But it's like I got sad right behind it mm-hmm. because I'm like, Ugh, the baby, our baby should have been here, you know. And so getting to a place and learning that you know, joy and grief can coexist. Um, that's kind of where I'm at now, you know, to, to be, to move forward, to continue living life um, and understanding that, that balance right. is still, is still there. Understanding that even however long removed the, the event from the event, that there will still be moments where I'm just like, oh, today is just not a good day for me. You know, this event is just not a good event for me to go to, you know. Um, and really allowing myself grace mm-hmm. to to navigate that space. Yeah. So um, I know you asked me about groups and things. I'm like, but I know you you've gotten to some some Facebook groups and things of that. So have that helped you during your during your journey of grieving because you was able to see other people's stories and listen or read them necessarily. Yeah. Them. Um. So for me, um, pregnancy loss can be very isolating, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. It can be very very isolating. And um, it did help to know that there were other women. And, I mean, you know this just based on statistics. You know you're not the only right. woman in the world who has experienced that. But in that moment, in that space, in that time, especially right there at the beginning, it's rough. It's really rough. Um, So, yeah, I did join a few groups. I even, you know, created my own. Um. Because what I realize is that this is a place where people understand the loss and the complexity of the grief. Um, You know, like I said, this is still a taboo topic somewhat when it comes in society. And everyone doesn't get it. Everyone doesn't get it. Right. And, um, that's another hard truth I had to come to. Everyone doesn't get it, you know, because it was the ones that, uh, you know, the statements, you know, you can just have another baby. You're young enough. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just try again. You know, statements like that that are just really, really insensitive and triggers grief mm-hmm. instead of doing whatever the person intended that statement to do. So, um, yeah, it's helpful. To be around others who have experienced um, and lost, it is helpful to do that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I would say nothing. Nothing to me personally 
um, that anybody said to me triggered me. Yeah. To be upsetting. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, I've gotten. You can. Oh, y'all gonna y'all gonna try again? Or y'all can? Oh, she'll be alright. She. We'll have another one. This, that, and the other. But I mean, none of it triggered me. Yeah. You know. Um, to be upsetting, yeah. or. But it's just it's me on how my intake of taking it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing. Um, because I don't, I'm not doing the conversation. I don't get the vibe of oh they are trying to be insensitive. They're trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, calm and you know comforting. I guess that's the word you're looking for, comforting to yeah. for some reassurance. Like you know, try to. So I mean, but they're just human beings anyway. Yeah. If you're not a dirt bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I I don't think anyone said anything purposefully, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it didn't hurt. You know. Right. What I'm right. 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 So even a statement like "Oh, she can have another one or try again" can come across as okay, so the next baby is going to replace the one you lost, and that's not the case. Like, mm-hmm. there's forever a hole that will always be our second child. And if we do go forth and have another one, or if we don't, it's irrelevant because, to me, I'm a mother of two, and that's just what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if we do have another baby, then I'm a mother of three. Like, that doesn't take place of, right. you know, our angel baby. So, um, I mean, I see both sides, but being... Um, I guess the one who carry um, and just being a mother, you have to be a little more um, sensitive with your words and with these cliches that people like to use, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, yeah, I I would definitely say just to to be mindful Mm -hmm. of that because that could be extremely hurtful. So, you know, that what's what's kind of. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but what what can be the norm? Because you know we were we're in this day and age where the government is trying to regulate women having their abortions and things of that sort, and you know um, I do want to know is what is that is the feeling the same? You know what I'm saying? Is the is the feeling the same? For what? You know, um, you know, you have optimic pregnancy, mm-hmm. but the ones who get an abortion, is it is the feeling the same? I'm not sure. I mean, I can't speak to that because that's not my experience. Well, um, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I just want to know is that from the um, few women in the support groups who have. Um, made that option whether it was um voluntary or if it was because of medical reasons mm-hmm. um their grief was just as strong just the same yeah um so even with those um women it was still a grief process mm-hmm. so again i can't speak from experience but the, like i said the few i do know yeah it was yeah. still that process. I mean, I wanted to know because I mean, you you hear more stories about that or more situations, or that is a a topic that is more common than oh, we lost one. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Um, I think it just really needs to be an understanding that there really is, there shouldn't be any comparison, you mm-hmm. know. A loss, however it happened, is a loss, right. you know. And people are entitled to grieve their loss. You know, I think it needs to be more compassion regarding um, what they lost. Right. You know, the the child that they lost. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about it. So, but for, is there any advice that you would give to husbands and to, on how to support their wives through pregnancy loss is there anything any tidbits that you picked up that could help someone else on their journey um i I would say just be there as much as you can be there and comfort them as much as you can but at the same time find you an outlet to grieve as well because you are you're gonna need it yeah you're gonna need it so you know try to you know balanced the two. Yeah. The best way you can. It's gonna it's not gonna be difficult. I mean it's not gonna be easy, I'll say. Right. It's not gonna be easy. So let's uh try to do it the best way you can. Yeah. I think my advice for any couples that have experiences, whether it's recent or not, is to um I would say one, allow your partner to grieve how they need to grieve. You know, don't um judge them on how they're grieving um, because you don't want the loss to become a wedge between the two of you. Um, and then I would say just just be there for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a journey. It is a roller coaster of emotions. Correct. Um, you know, one day you can be perfectly fine and the next day you just in bed crying all day. And that's the journey it is into, like I said, just be supportive because it's, it's tough. It's really, it's really, really tough. It's tough. Um, you know, so I, like I said, I appreciate you for, for being there on the good days and the bad days, you know? So just, y'all just be there for each other because it is not, 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 not easy thing to go through. So, any final words that you would like to say? Keep hope alive. Yeah. So, I would like to say, um, one, thank you all for, you know, allowing us to share our story. But I would just like to say that if there's anyone who has been through this or if you know someone who has that, um, you can follow my page personally like I have I'm an open book now with this particular topic. I am truly an open book. Um, so follow my Facebook and Instagram pages at Ashley Speaks LLC. Um, so that's A-S-H-L-E-E Speaks LLC. And um, And also, I do have a support group on Facebook. Um, it's called Forever in My Heart Pregnancy Law Support Group. 
So if you go to my page on Facebook or Instagram, um, you will see the groups that you will see the group attached to it. And you can just um, press the link to join. It is a private group where you can, you know, it's a community of women, um, you know, just need someone to talk to um, a community who understands your loss and who can be there to support you and help you go through this. And the other project that has come out of this loss, um, for me, all of these are ways to honor my angel baby. Um, I do have a book coming out soon, very, very soon. We are in the um, final stages of getting this book edited for you all. Um, it's a book just that tells my story, the story of the loss, um, my struggle with my faith and how that played a part in it. You know, um, it gives the steps I took to really navigate this grief journey, um, this healing journey. Um, it's, ooh, I got chills talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, it's going to really bless a lot of people. I really, really believe that it's just going to really just help you to not only navigate to help you with your journey, but to just re establish that relationship with God on, on a deeper level. Um, because I will tell you through this journey, me and God have had some serious conversations. Um, you know, not initially, initially I was just like, I just, I can't, I can't do this right now. You know, it was a real general, thank you for waking me up protecting my family. And that's about all I got right now, you know? Um, so to really get back centered with that and to really understand that there is um, there is a life after your loss. It is. And the whole concept that joy and grief can coexist. Um, so more on that. So stay tuned. You know, really soon I'll be dropping information about the book and how you can purchase it. So be on the lookout for that. I, I listen, y'all. I cried all through writing the book, so <laughs> this is good. This, these are my Thanks. heart. <laughs> this is my heart in in paper form. <laughs> so yeah. Anything else, honey bunny? No, I'm good. You good? I'm good. No more advice. We good. Yeah, we good. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for. Tuning in to another episode of Our Journey of Love podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. As they like to say, we own everything. We own everything. So be sure to tune in. And until next time, y'all remember love is patient, love is kind. Be sure to join us here next time. Peace.